Okay, so guys, welcome back to Humanity Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm joined by a Bulgarian beefcake right here. It's Bulgaria, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go saying the wrong uh, nationality again. Yeah, that you... can go very bad, very yeah, fast. Yeah, it could have gone, <laughs> gone fucking terribly straight away. I'm joined by a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu who's a really good competitor in the nogi scene of Irish grappling and as well, is ma- he's also making his professional MMA debut pretty soon, Alexander Yankov. Is that correct the way I said it? Is that yes. Sh- oh, good. Man, That's I perfect. said... Man, in retrospect, I probably should have asked you how to pronounce your name before doing nip, doing the fucking, doing the intro. <laughs> That's all right, yeah. We live and learn. Uh, well, guys, I swear, next time, I still won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're an honest man. Yeah. Okay, so Alex, for anyone who doesn't know you, do you want to tell people where you're from and where you train in case they want to go get around with you and the Rona subsides? Okay, so my name is Alexander Yankov, and I train out of Compound Martial Arts under the head coach, Oshin McCabe. Uh, I've been training there for seven years, seven to eight years, and it all started just as a joke of me wanting to learn how to defend myself. And I'm pretty sure the first class I ever did, I realized that I'm just going to obsess over myself with that with jiu-jitsu and MMA in general and I would pursue it as a career mm. yeah when did you decide you wanted to make the sort of a swap to MMA like not necessarily swap but like uh, just start fighting uh, MMA and go professional like when did you start of make that uh, decision um, well I always wanted to fight MMA and it was great that uh, Ireland at the time had um, uh, unbelievable amateur uh, amateur, uh, level experience where you could have literally fought every weekend. There were shows, so many shows on the circuit. Um, So I always wanted to fight MMA and had the opportunity to test myself in amateur level. And uh, I was thinking about professional for maybe the past six months. So something around that, you know, I've, I always knew that the goal was profession out of it to, to, to turn pro. It's just the last six months have been uh, very like ramped up training and uh, it's almost like camp training, but all the time. Hmm. Oh man, how else are you going to get the best results unless you fucking push yourself? Lots of people are very uh, like, oh, I don't want to train hard. Like, motherfucker, you got to fucking train hard. If you want I to really enjoy it, actually. The minute I get into a routine uh, and I train really hard, it's actually where I'm the happiest. And uh, maybe that's why COVID, the, the, the COVID lockdown hasn't been so great for me because I've not truly been able to be in my, uh, in my uh, how to say, routine. Mm. And yeah, have I've struggled, uh, struggled uh, physically and mentally over that. Mm. No, dude, I heard this one. Uh, I saw this on like an Irish rugby ad or something or other. Your man said, uh, some of the days I struggled most were the days I didn't have routine. Like, I'm not big into rugby, but I thought that was a good fucking saying and shit. Yeah, it, it can implement to everything you do. And I'm 100% uh, for sure. I I struggle a lot when I'm in, in, in no routine. I know there's some people that if they don't have, if they have routine, that's when they struggle the most because they don't like the confinement of, of, of a routine. But I'm the opposite. If I don't have a routine, that's when I feel, uh, I, I feel like I slack off a little bit and uh, I don't feel as great uh, mentally. Mm. Now, say what you want about a routine and stuff, but at least you can guarantee that you'll achieve some some shit throughout the week. Like, you know, you, like you may not do every single little thing that's in the routine, but you'll get most of it. You'll be and you'll be you could say at the end of the week, oh, yeah, I did this, this and that, you know, then you won't feel so bad if you do decide to be like lazy at the weekend, go out for drinks or, get a sec, you know, yep. it, you know, but then if you're doing it every fucking day because there's nothing to do because the fucking world's on world's on fire, you're like, well, <laughs> shit. My life fucking sucks. I've gained five kg and jiu-jitsu's off. Fuck my life. Exactly. You know how it is. <laughs> Big time, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, dude, is there anything like in particular that you struggled with when you initially started uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA? Like, I always like to probe people's brains about what what they struggled with most. Like, I struggled... more often than not, it's probably the strongest part of their game now. 
Yeah, I struggled. <laughs> I'll tell you that, and I believe it's the 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 case of what you just said. That right now is the strongest part of the my game, just because I struggled at the beginning. So I'm uh, when I started, I was probably around 65 kgs, uh, you know, with the wet T-shirt on. I was very skinny, uh, and uh, I was very scrappy though. So I learned zero technique. For the first three months, just because I can outscrap anyone else that was a beginner, and, and then people started getting better and learning the actual technique that uh, Oshin was coaching, and I was still trying to scramble, but obviously technique beats scrambling. Just <laughs> uh, me trying to move as much as possible, and uh, uh, and I was finding myself in a lot of trouble because wait a second, you know. I was, for three months, I was beating these guys, and uh, all of a sudden, I can't, you know, I can't compete with them. So, uh, I, you know, I was very, very happy that I, uh, I, I asked Oshin what's the problem, and he blatantly told me, "You scramble too much. You don't learn. Like you learn the technique, you do the technique, but you don't do it in in your training, and there is no structure to to your game." You know, you, you just do this random thing and then. Th so I really took that to heart, even though, you know, it was early in my training just because uh, I've always taken training seriously and it wasn't just a hobby for me. Uh, so I just decided to I made little structures of uh, what to do in this position and that position with the help of Oshin. And now it's one of my strongest games where I am uh, when I feel like I'm controlling someone from top in jiu-jitsu or MMA, I ha I'm very structurally sound and uh, I can scramble when it needs to be, but uh, most of the time I do not even have to do that because of uh, all the structured um, technique that we've developed with Oshin. Hmm. Oh man, that's a really good way to put it. Now while we're on the topic of, of uh, the scrambling and shit, do you have a nickname by any chance for MMA? Because if you don't, I could, I, I'd say you go with the scrambler or something. Or something <laughs> or <other. laughs> no, I do not have, I do not have a nickname yet and uh, I'm, I'm willing, I'm open though because uh, I want someone else to give me the nickname. I'm not, I'm not here to give myself nicknames. Maybe the scrambler, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. We'll have to run that one. Mm. Well, maybe <laughs> if you uh, show up to all your fights on a scrambler bike or something, you, you, could, you could run it or some shit. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking about You're it. You're throwing ideas. <laughs> yeah. You know, spitballing here. And then, while you're on the topic of like uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA and stuff, would you, would you ever think of doing like a combat jiu-jitsu tournament? Like what's your what's your thinking on that? Just yeah, slapping, I mean, the, shit, slapping oh, the shit slapping. out of each other. I would just do it for the slapping. <laughs> like, uh, like, sign me up. Uh, I've seen some videos of it, and uh, I'm 100% uh, for it. I mean, it is a bit weird that they're just rolling and slapping each other, but it also shows you that some techniques in pure jiu-jitsu are actually... I, uh, uh, ju uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu was created for self-defense, and now it has become a sport, and people have to understand the difference between these both. Because when the initial technique was created to self-defend someone from someone attacking you, possibly punching you, uh, and you needed to neutralize that. While sport jiu-jitsu, it's you need to make your points uh, and go into submission. Uh, and in some positions, you're actually vulnerable to strikes. So you have to realize which one you're doing and uh, you know don't dif the differentiate both of them both of them are great you know i'm not knocking one or the other but uh, there's the difference i think uh, with combat jiu jitsu you can figure out the positions um, you can get hit with because someone is probably going to be smacking her face i <laughs> <laughs> uh, see one of the best examples i saw i saw this fucking uh hippy dippy looking dude pulling De La Hiva guard in no gi mind you I'm like okay that's probably not a good idea and your man just slapped the fuck out of him your man couldn't even get a grip he was like blocking and defending his head because your man just kept slapping his fucking head off I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's why you don't play De La Hiva in fucking no gi A and in combat jiu jitsu B man fuck off with that shit <laughs> <laughs> well he learned that the it was a 
life lesson experience for that chap for sure <laughs> it's a good thing it wasn't reversed Telehiva, because then your man could get a good fucking wind down onto his head kind <laughs> of fucking slap I'm like oh my god no thanks <laughs> yeah I would, de- I would definitely be interested I mean uh, with all the MMA competitors that's exactly what we do uh, when we roll because uh, we need to get into ourselves into the mindset of okay so even if you're in this position and in jujitsu sense you're safe in MMA, if someone is, you know, if someone can slack slap you, they can, you know, mm. they can make that slap into a fist really, really quickly. So that's exactly how we do. We don't really slap each other hard, but uh, we just give each other little taps to uh, make sure the other person knows that if that was MMA fight, you know, you you'll be in trouble. Mm. Yeah, like uh, like playing fucking close guard MMA where you're you'll speed slam city. Really, let's be real. Yeah. That and uh, in pro, you, you'll be sliced with elbows, you know? Ugh, man, don't even talk to me about elbows. My brother does Muay Thai and he shows me these fucking videos. I'm like, man, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would, <laughs> and some of the money they do it for with elbows, I don't understand it. I would, I would, uh, I would only get paid if elbows are involved, put it that way. <laughs> yeah man like you wouldn't just do it for fun if there was fucking elbows the potential of getting your orbital shattered like man fuck yeah. off again <laughs> i know you could potentially get your orbital shattered like with punches and shit but like it's way fucking like man i tried to explain to someone i worked with one time you know it was at lunch i was talking to him about fighting and shit i tried to explain to him at nauseam that getting elbowed is way worse than getting punched and he just couldn't fathom it i was like man your hand's like a bony tarantula but your fucking your elbow's like a fucking spear think about that oh. Oh, dude, it's weird. That or being neat, you know. That, that it just—it's basically a hard bone at the end of your elbows or on your knees that uh, is basically just made, is created to be as tough as possible. And uh, humans have decided to uh, kick and punch each other with it. So yeah, it's definitely not the best. No, dude. Like, see, I'm 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 not decent at striking by any fucking means. Like. I'm semi, semi, semi shit at it. So, like, you know, fucking... But my one my one claim to fame with my fucking striking is I have one decent sort of combo. It's like the, a fake flying knee to Superman punch. That's it. That's all I got. Hey, that's pretty complex uh, combination. So I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> I, just, I just saw it on Instagram one time and I just kept doing it a ra- fucking it random time. You know... Like, uh, I'd be down work. I See, in my basement, I have the basement I do the podcast in usually. I fucking uh, have a bench press and a punching bag, and I just go ham on that every so often when I'm bored. So I just kept doing that, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is cool. <laughs> this works. <laughs> on a bag, yes. <laughs> you never know. You have, to, you have to do it in sparring and see. That's that's what, that's what where we call the lab, you know, with Oshin. When we spar, and it, it, rather it be MMA or jiu-jitsu, it's where you take a technique that we've worked on, we see if it works, if it doesn't, and we go from there, you know. Uh... Now, see, like, uh, I've talked to a few people and they've said to me, man, you'd be really marketable in MMA because you're so fucking weird and crazy and shit. Like, I, I act like a fucking retard on the mats, like, because, um, you know, the nickname is Humanzy, so I'm always beating my chest, acting like a fucking animal, and just fucking freaking people out while rolling with them to try and get in their brains. And, you know, oh, man. Does it work? Yeah, it does sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that, man. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I'm gonna like, start... uh, like grunting and chest beating in between rounds and, like, slamming your fist on the floor, like, a, like a gorilla it, it de- depends on the person you're with yeah and uh what's might it? put intimidation into there uh, and un- unflinching eye contact when you're in a like a good position <laughs> <laughs> i just do that to freak people out and it's so funny but then i have to tell them i don't want to do mma because i'm a massive pussy and i don't want to get punched <laughs> oh, that's all right no i don't think anyone goes into mma with the idea of like oh i'm uh I want to get punched. They come with the idea just like they're willing to get punched to punch someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's good, man. See, uh, what's, it? what's your all-time favorite submission? Uh, it has to be the triangle. When I started training, they gave me the link, the the nickname Triankov. So my surname is Yankov. And then my favorite, like I was just hitting triangles from anywhere. Uh, and I mean anywhere, and uh, it's my all-time favorite. Uh, f- 
now that I do a lot more MMA, it's definitely the rear naked choke, but uh, triangle has a, a special, triangle choke has a special place in my heart. Mm. Uh, dude, would you fuck around with any other sort of triangle variants? Like, was it just regular or did you like reverse, mountains? Um, re- regular? Uh, you mean, I would get triangles from anywhere. So I would get triangles from side control. I have a, a one setup that's very good. Actually, uh, from mount is my favorite one because I like going for arm bars from mount and uh, people usually defend it correctly. So I have to go for triangle. Uh, similar to what Khabib just did to Gaethje, his last fight. And um, also, if I have an armbar and I can't break the two hands, uh, I would really like to uh, put put my put my leg in between the hands and go for triangle from there as well. Mm. So uh, when I say anywhere, I do actually mean anywhere. I... <laughs> uh, dude, I, I want to I pick your brain on something really quick. See, because yeah, I, I sort of have a love-hate relationship with being triangled because, see, my early stage triangle defense is fucking good. But then like right. my late stage triangle defense is horrible. <laughs> like, well, that's like, the, no, the no, problem. No yeah, it's with it's with most techniques, you know, the more you allow a technique to go deeper into the sequence, the worse it will get with someone. Oh, no, uh, but, I, but I mean, like the second, I mean, super early, like the because the once they throw, once they get like the head and arm, they throw up the leg and they haven't lacked, lacked up the triangle yet. But it's just like a closed guard around your head uh, and arm. Once it's there, I'll just fucking like, here's what I do. Here's my secret, everyone. I sort of put my arm like uh to the fucking to the right of me like like uh like like i'm being kimura or omoplata's and mm-hmm. then I, I like shimmy my head and they'll deliberately go for an omoplata because they're already in the position they're like man this guy's being retarded i'll just go to an omoplata and then yeah. i just psh, super quickly escape from an omoplata because my omoplata escapes are good do you <laughs> so make the sound effects as well as you're escaping uh, it depends <laughs> and then like midway through the roll i like change my direction and come up for a pass and they're like oh fuck like because they had me in a submission a second ago and now i'm passing their guard and they freak the fuck out so mm. <laughs> that's my that's my secret <laughs> but then when i actually get into the fully locked triangle i'm like dead it's it's already done <laughs> yeah there is um there's a particular sequence for deep late stage recovery and uh i seem to have a 50 50 percent chance with it getting it now uh since i we have we have another um jujitsu head um that uh, loves doing triangles in our gym so uh yeah sometimes when he gets me in a tight triangle uh i would i would escape and sometimes i won't so i feel like a, a very good uh, triangle it's 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 tough to escape when when the person know what they're doing. Oh man, one thing I'd never fuck around with is flying submissions. I'm like, no, thank you. Someone flying omoplata me one time when we were drilling takedowns, and I, I think, I think I, I lost all trust for him. I'm like, wait, oh. wait, wait. Would that did that happen in training? Yeah, like uh, we were supposed I'll to be like just that guy as well. Nah, like he, like he's lighter than me, and he's like a purple, really good purple belt, so he could do it no bother. But I was like, oh Jesus, fuck, because he was mid air hanging on my arm, and then omoplata me. I'm like, you. We're doing takedowns. Yeah, we <laughs> we have a strict no policy for flying stuff, you know. And uh, also, if you have a good posture, uh, if you're practicing, then so on. But if you have good posture, it's it's really you're more gonna hurt yourself or the person that uh, you're trying to fly at if you do that. In competition, you can do whatever you want, but uh, definitely, definitely not one. Um, there's one exception I make though. I showed one of my uh, white belt proteges the fucking sort of fly, flying triangle videos, and he's drilling it with a he's 60 kg, mind you, and he's drilling it with a guy who's 100 kg. So that's grand since he's so so light, and that guy is so yeah. so heavy. That's completely fine, in my opinion. I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. You know, that that would be okay. Yeah, like, I have a good good luck story. trying to hurt him. Good luck trying to hurt him. I have a funny story of a guy, uh, Oshin showed flying triangles once in in uh, in class, and there was this one character that decided to. He was actually very good with the technique and decided to use that in a street fight, and uh, he flying triangled the guy. Everyone looked at him, and then all the friends of the guy that he was flying tri- uh, that he uh, triangled uh, beat the shit out of him <laughs> because he was on the ground trying to, you know 
finish the submission. So I don't know. It doesn't work too well, I suppose, on the, in the real world. <laughs> uh, well, he should have done. Uh, well, he shouldn't have been getting into fights with people with a guy who had his four friends around. That's just a recipe that, for disaster. Yeah, that's a first no-no for me. Well, like the second you start beating their friends, they're just going to jump in and kick the shit out of you. Like, come on. Exactly. Uh, you know how it is. <clears throat> oh, man, what was your first sort of seminar in jiu-jitsu and do what was taught in it, if you can remember? Um, the first seminar in jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, the, hmm. the one you the, went to. Like, uh, I phrased that question very weird. It sounded like yeah, I said, yeah. what was the first ever seminar ever in jiu-jitsu? Like the first one you attended. <laughs> and do you remember what was taught in it? <laughs> uh, let me just remember. So... Um, the first seminar. I do not remember. Actually, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to to uh, have some kind of memory of of what the seminar was, and it's uh, I'm blanked out. I can we return to that question? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll remind you about it. Like if you if you remember anything about it, just like say. Just like even if we're in the middle of something, say, "Oh yeah, I remember the seminar now." Like just, just to fucking. Yeah, I, 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 I will, I will, I will. It's just it literally, I, I had some, some memory, and it's, it's, uh, it's all out. Well, well, what's, uh, <laughs> right. what's the earliest one you can remember? Um, I remember going to a kickboxing seminar with Ernesto Hust, but uh, that, that's about it, to be honest. Ernesto Hoost? Yes. Yeah. Who's the fuck is that? <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I, I love all right. I love yeah. puns. Not to disrespect hey, Ernesto. I like them as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Fuck it. Okay. Oh, I got some Instagram questions here. Like, I got a whole Go. bunch of questions. I'll just try to pull them up super quick. Man, I need a producer to pull shit up for me. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you need to make that happen. Hmm. That's it. Daniel Ford DTF asks, "Who do you want for to fight for your first pro fight?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Oh Jesus, the three question marks. Okay, so for my first uh, professional fight, I would love to fight uh, Michael Quinn or uh, Reese Mc, uh, um, Michael Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man, are you forgetting what my second name is? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Am I fighting your brother? No, no I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just screwing with you, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, what's it? Uh, do you? Uh, okay, yeah, what's his name? Osti three one six asks, do you uh, do you do much cross training like resistance training, yoga, etc.? If so, what do you do and how often a week? Uh, so I do some uh, strength and conditioning usually when I'm in my. Um... In, in my routine, I do that twice a week well, where I do strength and conditioning. And then I like to run twice a week. I like to sprint once a week. And uh, I also like to do a kettlebell workout uh, once or twice a week as well, where the, kettle, the kettlebell workout, um, it's uh, basically a mixture between cardio and strength. Mm. Yo, what sort of kettlebells do you have? Like, what weight uh, are your ones? I'm working with 16 kg just because it's versatile for for the for all the exercises. It's not too uh, it's not too light, but it's not too heavy either. So I can keep going and mm. training with it. Man, I just got 8 kg ones because okay, I know I know that's not super heavy, but in my defense. Uh, trying to get kettlebells in this fucking city is fucking difficult. <laughs> Every single sports shop was sold out of them. I found them at this at Argos. Those are the only fucking ones that had two fucking uh, sets of. I'm like, yeah, yeah uh, these are the, these are the only ones I can get because I need fucking two of them. Listen, lift that a hundred times, and let's say then we we're gonna talk about uh, if they're heavy or not. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> how 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 what the weight is. You know. Uh, as long as you do repetitive sets, you you will get tired. So, mm. yeah. See, so, uh, Sean Broy asks, "What age were you when you started seriously? When you seriously started training?" Ah, uh, I started seriously training when I was seventeen. I never missed a class. Literally, the minute I I started training, it was the minute I became serious about it. I um, 
uh, honestly really enjoyed training and I wasn't seeing I, I was I could not imagine the week going by by without me going to training mm. that was from uh, the beginning oh dude I'm right there with you I started when I was 17 as well oh yeah Fuck, nice. yeah dude fucking uh coincidentally and then like uh see I'm, I'm much the same mind like see I just have a saying I'm like man the only time I can't go I don't go jiu-jitsu is when I can't go I mean, I don't just yeah. decide not to fucking go training because, like, well, the fucking Rona happens, so I appreciate training a lot fucking more right now, let me tell you. Mm. So, you know, like, I think if you can go, you should go. Don't don't be a, don't be a pussy. Yeah, everyone everyone is uh, has different circumstances and they see the game the game differently. But, uh, yeah, if you really like something, I just don't see why would you not put yourself in a position to do it more. Like unless you're injured, obviously, unless you're you are you're so disciplined, you go and you train super light, and you either roll super light or you don't roll at all. Then I'd say uh, maybe maybe give today a skip. Yeah, <laughs> if your leg is uh, you know dislocated, yeah, then maybe oh, yes. Dude, get this, man! I fucking I got heel hooked earlier this year at a tournament. I got in 14 seconds. I got my ankle busted. I'm like, oh, oh. fuck me! I went training like uh, two days later. With a fucking, I got a, a, a fucking bright red ankle fucking thing. And I says to people, you know, bright red to indicate, this really fucking hurts. Don't touch yeah. my ankle. I said to anyone who'd listen, my ankle is fucked. I got, I got a fucking pop there at the weekend. I'm in agonizing pain, you know, but I still want to come training because I'm not a pussy. And man, we we're doing specifics. And, you know, I, was, I got paired with some decent people who wouldn't kill me because my fucking ankle is grand. You know, they'd stay away from my ankle, but they'd kill me everywhere else. And then my coach was rolling with me. I sort of forgot to tell him, and he footlocks me. And I'm like, oh. oh, Jesus. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Is something wrong with your foot? I'm like, yeah, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought, he, I thought he'd just, you know, no. <laughs> like, oh, fuck me. That really, really hurts. <laughs> Damn. Damn indeed, because, man, he fucking killed this bastard with a footlock at the Europeans. So how'd you think I felt? <laughs> you with already injured uh, yeah. <laughs> ankle. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, what's it? Ryan Carey, 95, asks, five versus five in a bar fight. Which of your four teammates are you picking? <laughs> my four teammates? It would definitely be... Um, it has to be from my team, right? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be Robert Barrett. Uh, it will be Ryan, Paul... Daniel Ford, even though he's small, he's going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's one of these dudes that uh, only because he's small, he still hits hard. And um, it has to be David Ola as well. Oh, well, shout out to all those guys who... Yeah. Why do you even get into street fight, uh, sorry, bar fight in the first place? Like, is this a, is this an action movie or something? Listen, what is it, it, what's it, wrong with you? Wait, five versus five, it sounds very organized kind of bar fight to me. So it definitely has something to do with, like, movie script. So what? It's, just, it's a quintet, but it's in the pub. Exactly, probably. Man, yeah. I'd love to fucking do a quintet. That would be awesome. And you know what I'd really love? Have, you, done, have you not done quintet yet? It's uh, absolutely awesome. No, uh, we, we did it in the gym uh, twice, and I remember the sec the first time, like I was still a white belt, and I got killed. I got my ass kicked because it was during the advanced class, so I got shit stomped. It's not even funny. Hmm. But the last quintet we did, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep in mind, um, it was intermediate class. It was really good white belts and blue belts, and I, I you know, I, I train as much as I can, so I go intermediate and advanced. I train as much as I fucking can. I don't care. Hmm. So here's the thing. Uh, the other team had some really good fucking blue belts on the team. I'm like, and I was second in line. So the first guy went, he took, it was first to score and shit. So fucking, you know, you have to, you have to pass their guard and shit or submit them, whatever. So yeah. first guy takes down the first, our first guy takes down his first guy. Okay, grand. Our guy goes fight the second guy. He gets submitted, standing, standing guillotine. I'm like, well, looks like it's up to me. So I soloed the rest of the fucking team all by myself. And I went oh. back to the first guy. And man, I went to fucking war with him because he was really good. Like, man, I, I, well fucking, I submitted the rest of fucking them. All those uh, really good white belts and, and blue belts and shit. I've submitted all them. And then I went back to the last guy who was a fucking, let's say he was a... An old fella, grizzled fucking dude, and man, we we just went we just went <laughs> to town. Yeah, we just went to town on each other. That was the 
and like I was playing lapel guard on him. He kept kept passing me. I was trying to retain, 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 retain. It was fucking. I wish I had on video. It was so cool. That's awesome, dude. That's <laughs> way better than my quintet experience. I got three submissions in a row when I competed in quintet, but nothing like rolling the whole team. <laughs> well, that was in the gym. Like it wasn't in the competition. I says, so it didn't count. It always counts. <laughs> uh, it's official I'm, I'm, it's official guys I'm the fucking champ at uh, yeah. basement quintet don't even at me <laughs> okay I still have three questions left it's uh, Aaron Boyle 8 asks who is the toughest opponent you've faced whether it be jiu-jitsu MMA or uh, for MMA it has to be um, Alexander O'Sullivan he's a very well decorated amateur and uh it was very tough because I just mentally I I felt like you know he beat me before the 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 fight happened even happened because I just put in my head that I'm not gonna be as good a, uh, to perform with him and also it just how calm and how you know well under fire he was uh, he was performing which uh, also taught me you know I. I'm like a monkey sees, monkey does kind of guy. So when I saw someone being able to do that, I was like, oh, I can do that as well. So even though it was the toughest opponent, I really uh, felt like I learned the most out of uh, out of it. Mm. Now, dude, like that's that's the good way to look at it because, you know, lots of people would bitch more and complain like, oh, dude, he's fucking really good. How am I going to do it? But, you know, if you fight someone really good, and you do your best, and you know, you know, it doesn't go your way. You can take a good lesson from that. Oh, I took I took a lot of amateur fights with people that are way better than me, just because it's amateur and it will never stay in my record. And also, just I rather test myself an amateur rather than keep building myself uh, with some like you know not as experienced and not as good uh, competitors in amateur levels, and then thinking that I'm the shit when I'm really not, you know. Mm. Now you don't want to get uh, too big for your britches or something. You don't want to get uh, full of yourself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude, it's a good way to look at it. So now Aaron, Aaron asks again, uh, different question. I was like, uh, what, are the, what are the standout moments of your career so far? Uh, definitely has to be the winning of uh, ISK kickboxing uh, belt for Ireland. Uh, even though I really see myself more of a grappler, uh, me and Oshin decided, you know, I can't just have grappling. I need to have uh, exciting stand-up uh, as well. Uh, not only exciting, but a good fundamental uh, stand-up that will keep me safe and dangerous on the feet. So we went and uh, trained kickboxing literally for a year and a half where he was able to bring someone that's very poor striker. I'm very comfortable uh, at at grappling it's just because it comes a second nature but very uncomfortable striker and he brought me to uh, a championship uh level so that was definitely a stand-up moment where i was like oh so if you put hard work plus dedication uh, good things happen <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if you work for something you might achieve it who'd have thought yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh last question from instagram is like where do you see your career in five years uh in five years definitely in the ufc uh at that stage i'll be 31 so i will be already looking to be maybe two or three years into the ufc making my stamp with uh with fights and uh being in the top five in my featherweight division Mm. Uh, well dude if you ever do make it to the UFC uh, sorry when you do don't want to <laughs> say if when you do could you uh, bring me along on the trips I really want to fucking uh, I want to go to the event that'd be cool <laughs> 100% we've clicked already so yeah, it's a done deal uh, this this is why you network people you get connections <laughs> okay so Alex we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call a round of specifics it's just a bunch of random questions some about jiu-jitsu some aren't about jiu-jitsu so do you want to do a round of specifics I would love to do a round of specifics. Excellent, my man. Uh, what's the what's your favorite gi in your collection, if you have one, Mister Never Trains in the Gi? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> even though I don't have, uh, I don't like to train in a gi, and I only put it just for the ceremonial parts of of training. Uh, I have a Lucky Gi, which is literally the company Lucky Gi that Oshin gave me, and uh, it has the 
uh, it has engraved uh, get off my back just at the backside of the thing. So it's an all time favorite for me. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a great key. <laughs> uh, dude, fucking get off my back. That's a good one. It is a great one. It's just I, I hope anyone that's on my back can read it and think about that rather than uh, you know, submitting me. <laughs> oh man, I have. I you just gave me an idea. How about uh, if you ever have someone in North South, you've something written on your your butt cheeks or <laughs> your gooch or like the underbase. I of your already dick. have. I already have, Andrew. What, what is it? What is it? What does it say? Does it say uh, enjoy enjoy North South or some shit or something like that? What is, what does it say? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, it, it would definitely say something in the line. Enjoy the smell. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh. Enjoy the smell, you fucking fiend. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Who, who would you say is the most uh, famous jiu-jitsu person you've rolled with? Famous? Um, uh, uh, famous, it would be... I, I have no clue. I haven't trained with uh, too many famous... Um, Joy Breslin, maybe. Uh, he's a black belt in from SBG. We, I had the pleasure to train with him when he was coaching in SBG City Center when it was still open. He was a purple belt at the time, and uh, he came for uh, actually, yeah, there you go. He came for a seminar that answers the second question beforehand. Uh, <laughs> he, he uh, the first question when you asked me about seminars, it was Joy Breslin seminar that um. He was already a black belt, and uh, he was happy to roll with everyone. Oh, man. I was thinking, like, I recently, I sort of forgot about this. I was thinking about the most famous person I rolled with. I thought it was Vitor Oliveira, but then earlier in the year, I remembered I rolled with Felipe Andrew when he was at okay. the number. He was the number one ranked black belt in the world at that time in IBGF. I was like, holy shit, I got to go fucking train with him. He was at this one gym in Dublin for a few days. So I was like, I'm going up there. I'm fucking going up. You definitely have trained with more uh, high level than uh, me, for sure. Uh, dude, uh, I make it a point to go to seminars because, you know, who doesn't like uh, road trips for jiu-jitsu? Of course. I need to do a bit more than that now uh, when we're talking about it. It just, um, you know, a seminar can go both ways. If, if, if a guy's there to, you know, really give, uh, give a lesson and uh, teach you something, a seminar can be great. But, you know, if, if a guy is just there to do a seminar and go through the motions, you might not get as much as, mm. as you could. Mm. Uh, I'm, I can't really, I've been to a bunch of seminars and I can't really think of any ones that haven't been, uh, you know, worth the money. Okay. All, the, all the, like, I don't really have any complaints so far. You know, I've been to great ones so far. No complaints from, uh, from this guy. So I should definitely take your word and uh, do more seminars in the future and learn yeah, a bit and, more. And man, if you ever roll with Felipe Andrew, never, ever, 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 ever start standing because man, he lets me get a single leg on him and he fucking flying triangles me then. Mind <laughs> you, he's 30 kg heavier than me and he's the best black belt in the world at the time. And man, I'm a fucking no-name blue belt and I was eighty under 80 kg at the time. I'm like, dude, why do you got to fly and triangle me? What the hell? <laughs> He's there to prove a point. <laughs> what? That he's better than some no-name dude? That's fucking. That's pretty fucking self-evident. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, he sounds like my type of guy. You know, you, you need to always show your best guns at all times when you okay. roll. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god, I mean, uh, What was your favorite TV show when you were growing up? Uh, my favorite TV show was Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know if it's too popular or if oh you know god. about it. Dude, I fucking love Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yeah. my god. It Dude, was the best. It was the best. Oh my god. It was such a great show. Except the, the last season, which wasn't great. You know, they sort of ended it, the things a bit. Uh, they prematurely ended the stuff, you know. They could have went for so many seasons. It's just, nah, I think, I think the amount of seasons is fine, but just the execution of the ending wasn't great. Mm. Like, man. Uh, like the way that like Francis was such a great character, the old the eldest brother was such a great character yeah. for the first seasons. Like then he was on the ranch, he was in the military school, he was really good. And the, you know, and then the last season uh, wasn't great with him. He got fired from the ranch off screen, and then he gets an, a boring office job at the end of the fucking show. I'm like, dude, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, I think maybe it's a 
a, a way of saying for the show that all good things come to an end sometimes. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the last episode where Reese has a septic tank in the back seat of the car oh, yeah. and it, it, it fucking explodes and they all get covered in shit? I'm like, <laughs> what the? Like, is that is the metaphor for how shitty this ending is? Maybe. <laughs> I've never saw it that way. I don't know. I was I, genuinely I, sad when I watched that last episode and I was yeah. like, oh damn. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a sad one. And then, uh, was that your first video game console and what was your favorite game on it? Uh, it was a Nintendo console and it was uh, when I was like, you know, seven, seven or eight. So that was early 2000s. And the first game was Super Mario. I had like a lot of the Super Mario um, at the time there was like, you know, Super Mario games were popping. So <laughs> I had many of them and they were all different, you know, where like Super Mario's underwater, where Super Mario's up in the sky. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, my first games. <laughs> uh, dude, do you, do, you, what, do you remember what uh, Nintendo console it was? It was like the N64 or the GameCube? I think it was the N64. Oh, dude, uh, I actually got rid of my N64 just there the other day because I hadn't used it in like a year and uh, I, you know, wanted some money. So I'm like, okay, I'll get rid of it. I, I had some decent games in it. Is it expensive, actually? Because I know that uh, it's a collector value now that uh, you might actually get pretty good money for. Well, for uh, uh, I didn't really. I got decent money because I sold it at CEX. You know that shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, say what you want about them, but at least some people can get like... Super Nintendo games, N64 games and stuff, you know, I, I like them. I, I love that. I actually love them shops because I, I got an awesome PS2 collection because of that shop. Nice. Dude, that's my favorite fucking console, the PS2. I have so many goddamn games for the PS2. It's not even I funny. used to. I, I used to remember I, 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 we didn't have enough money to uh, get a, a, a PS2. So sometimes I used to go to this internet cafes where like you can like rent a ps2 for uh like an hour or two and i was just playing some random games but uh because i i didn't have it at home i could never like get into into it but a lot of people say that the ps2 era was the best at the time yeah it was certainly up there but see one of the ones i really have a soft spot for is my ps3 because uh that was my first my first console like i used to share consoles with my brother i shared the mm -hmm. ps2 with him i shared the Wii with him, but the PS3 was mine. It belonged to me. It's and like, mine. Uh, it's mine. Precious. <laughs> yeah, I've had it for nine years. Like I was like, "Fuck me!" I've had this for nine years. Jesus, there were some great games like Dead Space and fucking uh, Metal Gear Rising and stuff. What's your sort of fucking? Uh, what are you playing at the moment? Because I know you're, uh, you're games and shit. Yeah, so I was uh, very fortunate um, to save up enough and uh, to have a good uh, friend of mine that helped me build a PC. Like so, I'm 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 playing on PC because uh, as I was growing up, you know, I was playing a lot of Counter Strike 1.6 on mouse and keyboard. So I really wanted to get into into mouse and keyboard again, and uh, I've been playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, a lot, just because they added up uh, a battle royale Warzone uh, addition to it. So I've been playing shit tons of it, you know getting good oh, at that. I fucking hate Battle Royale games. And it's not because I'm shit, I'm shit at them. Well, it is because... <laughs> oh, man, like, you just get fucking 10-year-olds... Uh, sorry, 10-year-olds on it the whole time with their with mommy's credit card buying these fucking skins and shit just to flex. I'm like, dude, that doesn't even... Like, shut up with that shit. Like, you just throw money uh, at the game to make yourself look better. Way. Yeah, it's just the way. It's just the way uh, the games are made now. People... Uh, uh, Game developers are very smart with uh, making the game free, but then everything else in the game is for money. So uh, it's a it's a nifty way, in my opinion. No, that that's yes. that's free in air quotes, like free, you know. <laughs> oh man, oh, dude, uh, what what's your most embarrassing injury? Whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu injury, just the way you got injured was so fucking ridiculous. Oh my god. Okay, so here we go. Um, I, I, I'm the type that survived. Uh, I, I, I had a sex injury once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so 
I'm not gonna go into too much details, but I had to go to A and E. What the fuck? And I had to skip work the day, the the day after, and uh, just because it's me and I don't I don't hide any secrets. I literally just told my manager I'm having I had a sex injury, and uh, <laughs> and he let me go. So yeah. Oh, uh, dude, go. I say that that there's one upside of that because if you ring your man, we've all been here when you're sick or some shit. You have to ring your manager and say you're not in for today, and they're like, okay, what's wrong with you? But if you say, oh yeah, I had a sex injury, it's like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, he did th- not ask any more questions. Because <laughs> man, like, it's like the explosive diarrhea excuse. Why the fuck would you make that up? Yeah. Nah, dude, Just I never, I, I never got the to use the excuse explosive diarrhea because I never took any. I took one sick day. In you know, to be fair, I've only took one sick day. In my in my defense. <laughs> Yeah, see, fucking, uh, what's this next one? And oh, but to be fair, I was fucking dying of that shit when I was there. I took one day off. Guys, yes, man, if you could ban one guard or position from competition, uh, what would it be and why? Ban one guard or position. Yeah, it would definitely. I would definitely ban uh, people from sta- sitting uh, sitting on their butts and scooping. Oh yeah. I would ban that. It's just, it doesn't seem realistic and I'm all about realism. And if someone does that in, that, that's where the sport, because it's different than the martial art itself. Because the martial art was created for self-defense. So, so if someone sits down to self-defend themselves, I'm just going to hit them in, kick them in the head, you know? And, but because it's jujitsu, I cannot do that and I have to play the game in that mm. particular. I would definitely ban it. It's just because I don't, uh, yeah, like to all these butt scooters and shit. Like, I I don't have a problem. I don't like you. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with playing butt scooting. But you mean to tell me you can't just grab a two-on-one grip and then sit on your butts, and then if yeah. they break the grip, that's a different story. You know, whatever. Just grab a two-on-one grip, and I find it's easy. Then you can just shoot in for like, you know, scoot your hips in and try and get single leg X. I do not get it. I think it stalls the game. It makes the game a bit weirder than it is, and uh, yeah, I definitely don't like that. Nah, I think you should get like, you should at least get a penalty or something, or you're not allowed to do it for the first minute of the match or some shit. How about that? Yeah, that that sounds fair. Yeah, because it you sounds know. fair to me and the both Because so. <laughs> man, if most if most if most of these guys have to wrestle for a minute, they're not going to have a good time. Yeah, I think it just takes away the wrestling aspect, which I think it is important. I think maybe that's why they do it uh, for the parts. You know, just because they don't know any wrestling. But I think wrestling, it, same as judo for gi uh, competition, it's important uh, because it's a part of jiu-jitsu. Uh, it's just why people don't want to learn it. I don't know. I do not understand. Mm. Now, see, I can't really say much because my wrestling is shit. Like, I got one takedown. I got a snap down to fucking drag him down. Into That's all you need, man. You don't need many takedowns. You need two or three that inter, you know, interact with one another. That if one doesn't work, it sets you up for the other, and that's all you need. You don't need much. But, I, but I do have one saving grace. I'm a good counter wrestler. If someone sh- shoots a takedown at me, you're getting sprawled. Or if it's a single leg, you're gonna get fucking kimuras because I'll okay. I'll get a kimura grip. Or if a, or if you try to fuck, like I'm good at reversing takedowns and shit. I remember one time it was in the wrestling class, mind you. This dude hits me with the sweetest fucking double leg. Literally raises me up onto the, into the fucking sky. He's about to slam me down there. Gentle like, just to pin me. I sort of just hook his fucking, uh, his, uh, his fucking leg. And I, the second my back to just the floor, boom, a bridge, explosive bridge. And I'm on just top like of him spring. then. Yeah. yeah like, um, I would love, I would love some, yeah, to do some wrestling with you when uh, the lockdown is over and, uh, and, um, and we can train together when I come down uh, because I definitely got on a rabbit hole with wrestling and I enjoy it a lot. I was coaching it a little bit in our our our, our gym and people seem to enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I think if it's taught correctly, it can be it can be a great sport. Mm. Now, like Khabib recently said this and shit, he's like, uh, eh, yes, yes, uh, jiu-jitsu is perfect, jiu-jitsu good on ground, yes, yes, but see, uh, you know, uh, not good takedown, no good takedown, no, no, no good takedown. I, I can see that you're saying word for word with what Khabib said. <laughs> but dude, I have the transcript right in front of me, I, I don't want to misquote him. 
<laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> I do my <yeah>. research. <laughs> I do my research. You're a man of culture. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, in do you, uh, do in your opinion, do aliens exist? What's your What's your thinking? Oh, they definitely exist. You know, I uh, when I was small, I cannot understand this, but I still think it to this day. When I was small, I was uh, playing in front of my house with two of my mates, and it was around ten o'clock, and it was already dark, and something hovered over us, and it was probably a plane. But in, up to this day, because I was too small and I didn't see it, I would always say it was fucking aliens. You know, I, in my head, it didn't look like an airplane whatsoever, and I have that memory that. Uh, we just saw this fucking thing, so <laughs> I I 100% believe in aliens. I mm. oh, dude, one thing I want to know is, say you have these uh, six-armed, 20-foot-tall, uh, what's it, um, intangible aliens, like they, they can turn into smoke or something. How do mm. they grapple? How do they grapple? Hey, I was just going to say, with like six arms, they would grapple even better than we do, you know? <laughs> oh, but they, they, can turn in, they can turn into smoke, so how do you, how do you grapple them? Maybe maybe yeah. they can't turn into smoke once they're, when they're being touched or something. Yeah, maybe maybe maybe. So they want to sure. escape. So they want to escape quick so they can turn into smoke or something. Make shit. sure they're still in in their form with six arms and then just armbar them each arm at one way. You know, just. Mm. <laughs> no, but to be fair, like they have five other arms, and I maybe since they're twenty foot tall, they might have tolerance to pain better. So if they get one arm broken, they're like, man, who cares? I'll keep fighting. I have five arms. 100% they would not care as much, but that would be their biggest decrement because it would just break all of them, <laughs> all of the arms, and <laughs> then they'll be useless. Yeah, the competition might get called when they have all but one arm broken. <laughs> I got a nod, it might, it might get called or something. <laughs> ah, Depends man. what competition it is. <laughs> ah, man. Uh, have you ever been on a really terrible date? Um... No, not that I remember. I've I've definitely been on a bad date, but I wouldn't say terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how how was the bad date? Was that the one with the sex injury, or was that a different? No, one? no, 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 no. That was a good day that just turned <laughs> bad with <laughs> the sex injury. Well, uh, uh, a bad date would be, uh, I don't know, like you know, you go on and you you. You set up that date, but uh, the person actually doesn't really want to be there, but they just drag themselves anyway. You know, the, you you might have as well just cancel the date and go go with yeah. go with that. No, I get you. You know, why even show up if you're not fuck if you don't want to be Ex there? Don't exactly. Exactly. Mm. Now say what you want about me, but. I don't get dates, so ha. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you you found the defense to all that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great workaround. All you got to do is be obsessed with jiu-jitsu and have a mohawk, and then you you mistaken you mysteriously just don't get don't get dates. It's grand, happy. Or you get many dates, and you're just <laughs> lying about us right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's many things I lie about my life. That is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not many things i'm not a serial liar anymore uh man if you could time travel to any historical period where would you go and why oh definitely go into the 60s because i saw a picture of their like gyms and it was literally just monkey bars and uh their fitness training was unbelievable at the time and uh they just uh you know how me and you for example we enjoy physical activity because we know how good it is yeah. but majority of the people wouldn't have that same relationship with physical activity well back in the days all schools were uh pushing promoting healthy lifestyle and uh and uh you know good physical training was well needed so i would definitely go for then then or ancient greece where you know mm. smarter people than me and you have talked about how important it is to wrestle and uh, be physically well shaped. Well, dude, you bring up an interesting point because I've talked about this on the podcast before. With actually, I actually had a, a guy called Robert D. Galan. He's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He trains with John Danner, and he's a uh, um, he was he was in in um what's it? He was in university uh, on a phil uh, man. I can't fucking speak philosophy major he was made trying to major in philosophy and he was going over all the points and shit and he brought up an interesting point was 
in cultures like that, in like ancient Greece, for example, their definition of a genius was someone uh, in a pinnacle of their game, mentally and physically. So they taught someone who was at their pinnacle of physical fitness and of mental fortitude was a genius. So if you're really smart and really strong, you that's what they classified as a genius as opposed to one or the other. I've never knew that, but uh, that's an interesting point and it makes a lot of sense because to be very smart, you need obviously a lot of proficiency in uh, learning and obtaining um, obtaining uh, information. And the same for physical activity, you need a lot of time to uh, a, a lot of time and uh, effort to be physically fit. So I can definitely see the correlation between both. Mm. No, because that makes that's such a great great fucking mode of thinking, in my opinion, because. That's one of the things about jiu-jitsu that I like because, you know, you have all these people who are really fucking good at it, really good at this physical activity that are like technicians and shit. The way, like, the, the way I think about positions and shit is like on its fuck, like it's fucking ridiculous. It's like, do you ever see like a computer code and shit? There's a whole bunch of fucking weird jumbly of numbers and shit. That's like what's in yeah. my brain whenever I think and about jiu And you're just cracking the code. <laughs> yeah, it's like the fucking Matrix, the first five minutes of the Matrix. That's what my see, brain is I like. really like, I like studying jiu-jitsu, but more than others i like studying it when i'm doing it physically i i like breakdowns and uh, and uh, stuff like that i would actually enjoy a breakdown more than watching a jiu-jitsu match if mm. i if there's a video or an article about a breakdown of a technique and uh, because i would learn way more uh, of that with that than uh, just watching a jiu-jitsu match Hmm. Now, one of the things I really appreciate is, say, I I'm big into instructionals. I like watching these videos from BJJ Fanatics. I have a whole bunch of them. One of the ones I really appreciate when they do it is when they say, oh, uh, this sequence that I'm using right here in this video, I've used it in competition against this guy, this guy. So you can look up that match and see the move they're showing so you know it works. Mm. And, or, like at this one I have... He, she, uh, Fionn Davies is power passing. I actually went to seminar with her, and it was a great fucking seminar. I still use some of these passes to this day. And man, fucking, at the end of her instructional, she shows her winning fucking high level matches with all these passes and shits. I'm like, man, like you're putting it in the fucking video so we can see it there to prove that it works. That is some high quality shit, in my opinion. That is great. Yeah, that would be probably the pinnacle of uh, making an instructional where you show how the technique is done and then you show it to the highest level. Because if she can do it on the highest level, you can do it as well. Mm. That's great. Mm. Okay, so Alex, uh, in your professional opinion, do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? No. A hope. A <laughs> I, I, I've never tried to make uh, a mustache to build a mustache, but uh, it would definitely go very wrong for me. It just, I don't know, my face doesn't. I have a baby face, and then if I put the bar uh, mustache on, it would just, I don't know, it would be too contrasting. <laughs> oh man okay so we've reached the last question alex if you're ready for the last question let's Ooh. go <laughs> oh man what would you say is your jiu-jitsu spirit animal if you if you have one just an animal that encapsulates your jiu-jitsu game it has to be uh it has to be definitely a gorilla it's just because i like to be on top and i like to <laughs> mentally <laughs> beat my chest even though I don't do it physically like you do I might start doing it but I definitely it's a gorilla where I need to stay on top and I need to have good posture I always um, when I coach when I try to coach techniques to uh, the teenagers or the wrestling I always like to bring the silverback gorilla straight back you know always in good posture because if you wrestle or if you do jujitsu with that posture, you would uh, you would be very very strong. So definitely has to be my spirit animal. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't be having a good day being all slouched over. <laughs> no, not at all. Mm. Okay, so guys, we've reached the end of the episode. If you want to check out Alex on Instagram, it's at Alex. Desi MMA. I'll have it in the description anyway. Like uh, that's that's a weird jumbling of letters. I can't fucking. I, can't fucking, I, can't <laughs> I, I just thought I was gonna write Alexisy MMA, you know, but uh, it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's cool. Alexisy. Maybe yeah. Alec Stacy. Like A L. Oh, it is A L E C. I thought it was A L A C. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't see. 
I can't read, man. Jesus, I, I might okay. be. <laughs> I might be stupid. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, guys. Uh, anyway, his Instagram will be in the description anyhow. And so, if be sure to follow us on Instagram as well. Check out Humans Jitsu, Humans Jitsu Podcast. Con Gracie, my co-host, and my other co-host, Shawnee Judo Jits. So, Alex, do you have anyone to shout out or anything to say before we shoot off? All I'm going to say is, Andrew, thank you so much for the time and uh, opportunity having me on this podcast. I uh, appreciate you greatly, my man. And it was an absolute blast. Yeah, thanks a lot for being on, my dude. It was a fucking great, great pre pre. Uh, guys, we had the greatest fucking uh, what's it pre episode ramble. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it was twenty minutes before. Twenty minutes <laughs> of pure comedy gold, by the way. So, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and stay tuned for more episodes of the Humanity Jiu Jitsu Podcast. And lastly, but not leastly, if you wanna suggest an idea or pose a question to me or the guys be sure to follow our facebook group at human jiu-jitsu facebook group i don't know why i said at but it'll be in the description anyway thanks for listening guys thanks Oos.